Carter. I'm Eloa. And I'm Erin. And if you don't know three black bitches who love true crime, you do now. This is the I Ain't a Killer podcast. And we're back. Welcome back. Hola. Another week of crime. <laughs> That's the news. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, I feel like we didn't even recognize it last week, but um, our last episode was our 20th episode. Which is so wild. Kazoos. I don't know how to tell. Not kazoos. I was like, what? I don't know how to. <laughs> that was pretty good. Okay, cool. That's my first time. I was going to try to do my elephant noise, but it would be too loud for the mic. Please. I'll do it later. <laughs> I wish we had one of those like DJ things where we could do like the applause. Oh, yeah. And oh, yeah. All that. oh, we got to get into that. I'm sure that there's someone who could do it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It most definitely is. I could add. I'll, I'll add it in with editing. <laughs> Listen, you're getting like a 70, 30 cut at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing it most. <laughs> Oh, we just yeah. said everyone to show up. Right. <laughs> and then we doing editing, social media. No, y'all, y'all bring the vibes. Hey. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess before we start, we can say that um, we see y'all following us in um, on our Instagram. Jesus, I can't talk. On our Facebook group. And there's been some engagement on there. Cool. And make sure to also follow us on Instagram at Ionakilla Podcast. And on TikTok and Twitter at Ionakillapod. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, what else is there? I think that's it. I'm trying to think. I'm like, do we have anything? No, no, not yet. No, that's it. It's okay. I mean, we could go into the state of the world, but honestly, this is a reprieve. So, yeah. yeah. Just say we acknowledge and hold those things. And also, this is our fun time. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. We wanted to remind y'all that we love to be able to provide transcripts for our episodes and um those cost money unfortunately but if you would like to help us out um support us send us a donation you can send it to our cash app um i think the cash app is going to kill a podcast but it's definitely in the description of the episode Mm -hmm. Um, those are expensive unfortunately yeah unfortunately yeah i was like damn making things accessible isn't accessible (laughs) (laughs) all right but if I'm not mistaken, I think they like have somebody like actually transcribing it, I'm which is sure. a lot of work. Have you ever done that before? Yes, I, yeah, most definitely. <laughs> I was a like, lot of work. I tried to be a transcriber, and then like they give you like a transcript, and you have to like type it out. It took me. I was like, oh, this will be easy. Like you know, the the clip is like two minutes. Mm-hmm. It took me like two hours just to get like halfway there. Oh no! Yeah, and it was just it was a lot. I mean, I've always been really impressed by those uh, people who type in court mm-hmm. like oh, yes, ain't no way yeah ain't no, no way hell especially no. like you know people got accents and shit and like cultural colloquialisms be coming out mm-hmm. I, I ain't got time mm-hmm. for all that no no have you seen like the keyboard for it because it's like not it's not like a regular keyboard yeah that's that's another thing i'm not learning a new like language language, language yeah. right to mm-hmm. type out real full language right. like no no <laughs> Now, what if someone has an outburst in a different language? What do you do? What is, what is the... Damn. The protocol. True. The protocol, exactly. I didn't even think about that. Wow. What am, what am I supposed to do? I don't know what the fuck they're saying. You know what I really, <laughs> I really like are the uh, 
courtroom artists. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I think I want something like that at my future wedding. That'd I don't think cool. they don't call it courtroom artists. I think they call them wedding <laughs> artists or whatever, but that would be really cute. I, I love that it. idea. Yeah, they always draw them as like super extravagant, like yeah. cartoons. Or yeah, yeah it's so. cool. Yeah, it's impressive. So, yeah. Help <laughs> us keep it accessible. Yes. Yeah, we did call it. Current Prime? Yeah. All right. So, this one's a heavy one, just a content warning for that. Also, content warning for um, domestic abuse, uh, abuse of a minor, death of a minor, and yeah, it's just a little gory. Um, headline is from NBC News in Vegas, and the title reads Girl Brings Note to School, Leading Las Vegas Police to Brother's Body in Freezer. Um, the date on this article is February 23rd, 2022. A Las Vegas mother sent her daughter to school with a note begging to be rescued from an abusive boyfriend, which led police to find that little girl's brother dead in a freezer, authorities say Tuesday. The gruesome discovery in northeast Las Vegas was triggered by the mom's desperate plea for help, which was read by her daughter's elementary school teacher and then passed on to the police, officials said. That note indicated that the mom was being held against her will, Las Vegas Metropolitan Police Department Lieutenant Ray Spencer told reporters. She also stated that she did not know the whereabouts of her preschool-aged child. When investors got to the home on Saddlebrook Park Drive, the mother told them she feared her four-year-old son might be dead, officials said. During the course of that interview, she described that she had undergone abuse by her boyfriend, who she lived with, and had been inquiring about the whereabouts of her child and believed that the child may possibly be deceased, Spencer said. The boyfriend later identified a 35-year-old Brandon Toesland had been preventing the mother from leaving the house or entering the garage, and that's where the police found her son's body inside of a freezer, officials said. The mother told police she had not seen her son since December 11th. Whoa. Yeah. And this is from, like, last week. Yeah. The boyfriend, who was not the child's father, was arrested and booked on a suspected kidnapping charge, officials said. His name has not been released. The investigation is ongoing. We have a lot of questions that we still don't have to answer to, Spencer said. Tozlin has at least one previous arrest in Las Vegas on December 27, 2008, for alleged possession of a dangerous weapon after police found a pair of metal knuckles in his car, prosecutors said. It wasn't immediately clear if Tozlin had hired an attorney or been appointed one by Wednesday afternoon, VA said. Tozlin made an initial appearance in Las Vegas Justice Court on Wednesday when kidnapping charges were read against him. Prosecutors added a murder charge later in the day. A judge ordered him to remain in custody until his next appearance on Monday. Oof. Wow. Jesus. Right? I'm speechless. Like, I can't imagine living with someone who's putting you through that and then, you know, they take not your life. I mean, obviously, that's, yeah, devastating as well. Just like having to go through, like, you know, defending your life with somebody that's abusing you, but like, they take the life of somebody that you love, like your kid. Mm hmm. That's yeah. so heartbreaking. I mean, he's only four. Oh, my God. Also, teachers need to be paid more. Yeah, them. most definitely. Because I can't imagine a child coming to me with a note like that. Mm-mm. Like, yeah. I don't think I'd be able to recover emotionally. Mm-hmm. I would and then knowing what it did. Mm-hmm. And then knowing what it led to. Right. Yeah, you mm-hmm. have to be a social worker. You have to... Therapist. Nurse. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Jesus. said. Yeah, I uh, my heart really goes out to that little girl too. Yeah, mm-hmm. so to be in the middle of all this. Yeah, I hope her and the mom are gonna be okay. 
I'm glad her mom was able to find a way to communicate with the outside right. world. Right. That's... And that the little girl was still able to go to school and stuff. Mm-hmm. I just, why? Like, what was the motive behind that? Like, did he snap? Like, what's really going on? Abusers be abusive. Right. And he probably killed the little boy by accident. Um, it doesn't make it any better, but... Yeah, because he shouldn't have his hands on him anyway. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine he was quote unquote disciplining him, and then Shanwa left, and he was like, "Well, yeah." It's just another one of those things how we talk about like every case that we talk about, or every situation that we talk about is like connected to some other system, like mm-hmm. subjugation of kids, and how like discipline is most of the time actually abuse. Mm-hmm. The way that people legal though, yeah, but it's legal for people to do it, yeah, because kids don't have rights. And then, of course, like, dependency, you know, why you would live with somebody who's abusive and mm-hmm. not be able to have the resources to lead and things like that. So, yeah. Oof. Yeah, I'm going to definitely be following the story. So I'll have updates for y'all once, you know, I'm sure more charges will be pressed and more details will come out about the home environment and the kids' lives and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll keep y'all up to date. All right, y'all, we'll be right back after we pay some bills. Are you a huge cunt? Us too. Wait, can we even say cunt? Of course. It's empowering these days. Cunt, 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 cunt. I'm Ange Ballastone, a.k.a. The Drag Queen, Fat Girl Gina. And I'm Mike Fails, just a normal gay guy, I guess. And we're the hosts of The Big Cunty Couch, a gorgeous new talk show podcast where we invite queers and peers to sit, bitch, and be fierce on a huge-ass couch while we gab about all things gay. So come get cozy and cunty with us. We're pan for platforms, so find us anywhere online and get listening, sweetie. Or watching. Or both. Otherwise, why the hell am I into full drag? And we'll see you on the big cu- Oh, wait. I thought we were going to say that together. No. On the big cutie couch. Mwah. Okay. All right. Well, we'll be back with our main story. Okay, we're back with our main story, and I'm the lead investigator. So this is actually one of the stories that we touched on during our Valentine's Day episode. I think you talked about this one, Eliwa. Um, And one of our listeners, I think it's Red Hot Mama, (laughs) you know, they uh, (laughs) um, um, recommended that we do a bigger story on Oscar Pistorius. Um, So I decided to go do some more research and tell the story of him. So um, this is the one of the athlete, the Olympic athlete that shot his girlfriend through the bathroom door. Oh, yeah. remember? And we were like, how? Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I did the research on that. So um, for content warnings, um, death from drug complications, some disability discrimination, death by firearm, and domestic abuse. So this is Oscar Pistorius. Um, he was born Oscar Leonard Carl Pistorius on November 22nd, 1986 in Johannesburg, South Africa. So he's a Sag. <laughs> Just like Carter. Not the eye contact. Just when you see what pillars are sad as in Gemini's. 99%. Oh, <laughs> you tried it. Name a cancer. Name a cancer that is a serial killer. I've only heard of like one None. Leo. None. Anyway. <laughs> Answers care too much. We're too loving. Mm-hmm. 
So his parents were Hank, it's H-E-N-K, and Sheila Pistorius, and he was the middle child of three. He had an older brother named Carl and a younger sister named Amy. And his family was pretty prominent in South Africa, and they lived like a largely middle-class lifestyle. Um, He is from an Afrikaner family with a partial Italian ancestry from his maternal great-grandmother. And um, she was an Italian immigrant to Kenya. I got a question. Is he black or white? White. Okay. He just has that ancestry. Yeah, Yeah, he's white. (laughs) Yeah, Afrikaner is like the Dutch immigrants to South Africa who... um, basically were like the whole initiation around like the apartheid and shit I heard thank you for thank that. you yes yeah colonizers you're so smart <laughs> I try I appreciate that <laughs> um so Oscar's childhood is shaped basically by these um large tragedies that he had um I say quote-unquote tragedies because it's how you look at it but um the first one is that he was born with fibular hemimelia I don't know the medical term but basically he had um, congenital absence of the fibula bone in both of his legs Mm -hmm. so his parents had to make a tough decision to have both of his legs amputated below the knee when he was 11 11 months old Mm -hmm. so six months after that when he was just shy of a year and a half he learned to walk on um, fiberglass pegs which is a type of prosthetic leg Mm -hmm. So the second quote-unquote tragedy was that his parents divorced when he was six, and that created a strained relationship between him and his father. And then the third tragedy was that Sheila, his mother, died at the age of 43 when Oscar was only 15. Um, She died as a result of drug drug complications following a hysterectomy. Yikes. Yeah, that is a tragedy. I said quote-unquote, but yes, that is very tragic. Um, He credits her as a major influence in his life. So... um, before his mom passed and um when he was around when he was like elementary school age his parents encouraged him to participate in sports um even though he did have this disability and um he basically ended up being really good at them and he played a lot of sports as a child he played water polo and tennis um between the ages of 11 and 13 and in high school he went to pretoria boys high school he played rugby in the school's third XV team. I looked that up. It's just a type of rugby league in South Africa. So he also took part in um, club Olympic wrestling, and he trained at Janie Brooks Garage Gym in Pretoria, South Africa. And Janie Brooks is like a known athlete, apparently. Um, <laughs> not known by us. Not yet, by somebody. Not known to me. Um, <laughs> So it's noted that Brooks said it took six months before he noticed that Oscar had, quote unquote, no legs. Um, they didn't have a farm. <laughs> Carter's cats again. They're the uh, fourth host of the park. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he said it took him six months before he noticed that Oscar had no legs. I think that was just kind of an exaggeration. But basically, he meant that Oscar was able to do everything that the um, able-bodied folks were able to do. So he was able to do boxing, skipping, push-ups, like everything. Um, so in June of 2003, when Oscar was 16, he sustained a serious knee injury while he was playing rugby. And um, he had to undergo rehab at the University of Pretoria High Performance Center. And that's where he was introduced to running. And he kind of never stopped running from then. Mm. Um, The first racing blades that he got were fitted by a South African prosthetist, prosthetist, 
person who makes prosthetics. Um, Francois Vanderbilt. That will, yeah, that will. That does make more sense to me. It wasn't in the article I looked at. (laughs) So basically, the running blades are like. um, Do y'all know what they are? Mm -mm. It's like um, when people who don't have legs, it's. It's like like they kind of bend like yeah in the sea yeah. 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 Um, So yeah. mm Um, so he was unable to find suitable running blades in Pretoria just because they didn't have the resources to make them. So they ended up ordering a pair from a local engineer, but those also broke. So, um, Vanderwatt, the prostitution, (laughs) um, he ended up referring Oscar to Brian Frazier, who is a Paralympic sprinter. And that's where Oscar would be fitted for blades and, um, those running blades were created with carbon fiber and they're the source of his nickname blade runner mm, so that's, that's what cool he was nickname. referred to all throughout his career and that's a cool nickname mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, aside from you know who this person is right um so oscar began studying for a bachelor of commerce and business management with sports science at the university of pretoria in 2006 but he made it very clear that his um athletics were more important than school and that's kind of what he focused on all throughout um university So as far as his sports life, he took part in the 2004 Summer Paralympics in Athens, and he completed in the T44 100-meter event and won third overall. So T44 means that um, it's for folks with single below-the-knee amputations, even though he was classified for T43, which is the double below-the-knee amputations. He still competed in the single. Mm. So... um, at the Summer Paralympics, he also won the 200-meter event with a world record time of 21.97 seconds. And he beat a pair of American runners that both had single-leg amputations. So in 2005, Oscar finished sixth in the non-disabled South African Championships over 400 meters with a world record time of 47.34 seconds. So he was participating in, like, every type of competition for folks with disabilities, folks without disabilities, all that. He was killing shit, making world record time and all that. Um, He also competed at the Paralympic World Cup in the same year, and he won gold in the 100 meter and 200 meters, and he beat his own world record. He was fast as shit, yeah. So at the 2006 IPC Athletics World Championship, he won gold in the 100, 200, and 400 meter events. He went on to set many world records and competed in many running events for folks with disabilities. Um, He always set his ambitions in competing in what they call non-disabled events. And he had his sights set on competing in the 2008 Summer Olympics Games in Beijing. But they didn't select him. The South African Olympic Committee didn't end up selecting him for that. Did they say why? Yeah. So basically, in June, um, I'm sorry, in July of 2007 in Rome, Oscar had competed internationally against able-bodied athletes, is what they call it, in the article. And he improved his best time in the 400-meter race to 46.90 seconds. But folks saw that he was a disabled athlete competing against, quote-unquote, able-bodied athletes, and they didn't really like it. They thought that he had an advantage. So... The um, International Track and Field Governing Body asked him to participate in a series of tests. And the results of the tests indicated that Oscar's high-tech prosthetics legs imparted an unfair advantage, enabling him to expend less energy than able-bodied athletes using or running at the same speed. 
Um, so the International Association of Athletic Foundation banned him from competing. Wow. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of what's going on now with like, you know, the whole debate around like how trans people should mm-hmm. compete yeah. and shit like that. People only care when you're winning. Mm-hmm. Right. If he was in a wheelchair or if he had, you know, blades or whatever and he was struggling to keep up, then they'd be like, oh yeah, let him complete. He has a harder goal. Right. But when niggas go, like, mm-hmm. when niggas get shit, gold yeah. and silver and shit, now it's like, oh, Hold on, like, yeah. That's yeah. literally what sports is about. This shit's supposed to be entertaining. This shit is supposed to be fucking boring. Like, right. give me all the advantages. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck if a bitch got wet <laughs> feet. I don't care if they disabled. Like, come on. Like, right. Yeah. Know, that's so fair. Like, that's an interesting comparison. It's true. They don't care until folks are winning. Mm-hmm. And, they, they literally will not say the same thing, you know. And the reason why the, uh, the kids... Pre- trans kids participating in sports debate is an quote-unquote issue is because it's women's sports Mm -hmm. and they're saying that these are trans women participating and they think that trans women would have an unfair advantage over cis women but they're not talking about men's sports right and trans men participating because they don't think that they would have an advantage Mm. yeah it's bullshit yeah um, so Oscar immediately appealed this ruling, and in May of 2008, the Court of Arbitration for Sports overturned. Jesus, excuse me, overturned the um, IAAF decision. They basically stated that the advantages that he gained from the blades were offset by the difficulties they presented on the starting block and curved sections of the track. But either way, because of all of that, he wasn't able to participate in the Olympics. He like missed the time. Yeah. So instead, or um, because he wasn't able to go to the 2008 Olympics, he competed in the Paralympics later that summer. And of course, he won gold medals in the 100, 200, and 400 meter races. I think, like, I spent a lot of time going through what his, like, leading up to the big event was, because I think it's important to how he was treated as far as later on, y'all will find out. But, um, I do think that what he went through during his sports career is important to talk about in the discriminations that he faced um, as an athlete with disabilities. But y'all will get to it. We'll get to the crime. (laughs) So basically, he was really good at sports. He continued to set records in all the 100, 200, 400 meter races. He in July of that year, he ranked it as 15th fastest in the world for the 400 meter race across all athletes, disabled, non-disabled, whatever. And on August 4th of 2012, Oscar became the debut amputee runner to compete at an Olympic Games when he raced a 400-meter race at the 2012 Summer Olympic Games. He also carried the flag at the 2012 Summer Paralympics for South Africa. And he won a gold medal for his team as a part of the 4 by 100 meter relay. So over, like, the time that he was in the Olympics and kind of afterwards, like, he was featured in a lot of publications in Time, GQ, People. They, like, I mean, he was hot shit in the sports world, and everybody started to know him outside of the sports world. In May of 2008 and in 2012, he was listed as a part of the Time 100, which is their annual list of world's most influential people. He was on there twice. Um in February 2012, he was awarded the Laris World Sports Award for Sports Person of the Year with a Disability for 2012. Um, but throughout all of these like awards and high praises he was getting, he was kind of getting into some shit. 
in his personal life. And in 2009, he crashed um, a speedboat. And there were empty alcohol bottles found on board, but nothing, like, came out of it. I think that had to do with his fame at the moment. Yeah, I was about to say, this nigga was, like, legitimately famous. Oh, very much so, yeah. Like, everyone knew who this man was. He was, I mean, the top of his career. Wait, hold on. Like, pause for a second. I'm not even trying to be funny. What? Cat Williams has (laughs) a segment where he talks about... You know, like, Ting Ting and how he couldn't, like, compete. Is this the nigga? I don't know. They was like, oh, he can't compete because he has an advantage. He was like, you mean the nigga with no legs? Like, the nigga with, you know what I mean? Like, he was doing the I do little, not know what you're talking about. But that, I, like I mean, it sounds like it could be I'm going to show y'all the segment. Okay. <laughs> well, I think yeah. this might be the person he's talking about. Again, sorry, y'all. I was, I'm not trying to say it. I just, I, when I make connections, I get really excited. <laughs> All right, go ahead, continue. Um, okay, so he crashed a speedboat. He was probably drinking. Nothing came out of it. And in September of 2009, he was arrested for injuring a woman after allegedly slamming a door at her, a door on her at a party. But the case was thrown out because of lack of evidence. But it was kind of, like, known that in his personal life, he was a little bit controlling, a little bit, like, oh. that person at parties and things like that, just drinking a bunch, getting out of control, unpredictable that type of thing but he in his public life he was like the man of the year so um just the, like a rich and famous white man uh-huh. <laughs> exactly. um and now we're at the part that we talked about during the valentine's day episode so on february 14th valentine's day of 2013 um a south african model named reva steenkamp who was oscar pistorius's girlfriend at the time she was found dead at oscar's home in pretoria south africa so according to the police, Dean Camp was shot and killed on the morning of Valentine's Day, and she had bullet wounds to the head and one to the arm, and there were four shots total. Oscar was quickly labeled as a suspect. Um, five days after her death, on February 19th of 2013, a hearing was held at the magistrate court in Pretoria, and during the hearing, Oscar admitted to unintentionally shooting Steen, shooting Steen Camp at his home on the morning of Valentine's Day. He claimed that it was an accident. Um, he claimed that he thought that there was an intruder lurking inside of his bathroom, so he fired the gun at the bathroom door, only to realize that his girlfriend was the one who had been shot, which is what we talked about during Valentine's Day. Which is very questionable, <laughs> so I hope we get some answers to this research. <laughs> right. Um, the highly publicized trial began in March of two- 2014, and a neighbor was the one who started off the trial. And the neighbor claimed that they heard Oscar and Steen Camp screaming at each other, followed by a shot. Which I feel like is enough evidence to say, nigga, you shot him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, so the neighbor said that. Um, prosecutors within the trial accused Oscar of having argued with Steen Camp on the night of the murder, resulting in her locking herself in the bathroom. Which makes sense. So they think that he knew she, she was in there, and that's why he shot, which I believe wholeheartedly. Yeah, right. Oscar held that he believed an intruder was inside his bathroom, and during his testimony, he broke down in tears. Mm. <laughs> there were reports that surfaced later saying Oscar took acting classes before his court appearance. Wow. <laughs> but he denied it. Of course he denied it. Ooh. Acting classes? Yeah. Like, he was, was going to get hooing. that good. You was not going to learn how to cry on cue two days before the trial, girl. <laughs> 
Niggas are messy. Niggas are so fucking messy. It's so interesting to me, though, because, I mean, obviously we don't know everything about his personal life, but it seems like what he was involved with before is so, like, far away from murder. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering, like, kind of, like, poetically, the fact that his the bathroom door was closed and he didn't have to watch it happen, if he, like, was... That gave him the like confidence to do it right. Right. but it feels like he just like jumps yeah, yeah so strange the window he's right. probably also fucked up yeah i imagine like i mean this is okay was this the evening of valentine's day or the day before Val? the morning the morning the morning of. the morning was when she was found i wonder what day of the week valentine's day was that year either way i'm sure they had been drinking and doing drugs and shit mm-hmm. and he was probably not in his right mind not an excuse but i'm sure that gave him the guts to just be like yeah, you're gonna be talking to me, crazy bitch. Like, mm-hmm. what year was it? Let's see, it was 2013. It was a Thursday. So that the day it happened was a Thursday. Yeah, mm-hmm. February 14th. Rich people party on Wednesdays. True. Yeah, they party until the end of the week. <laughs> Only so, regular people have somewhere to be. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> a nigga like me was like, was it a Friday? <laughs> But no, that's like a good ass point though. Yeah, that's a very good fucking point. Cause I mean, like three day weekend, like maybe somebody yeah. you know, called off with her off like no. I, I mean, she was, was a model. He was an athlete. They don't have to go to a nine to five. They don't. <laughs> really don't. But yeah, but you said she was shot in the head and the arm. Mm-hmm. That's I don't know. That's some good ass. Like not it like is. complimenting him, but like you know what I mean. Like some and I'm wondering like coincidental. Now that you bring that up, there wasn't any mention of their like they know for sure that the door was closed or anything like that mm-hmm. because I mean you would be able to tell if there were gunshots through the door, right? But the fact that he was able to shoot her in the head that does seem like he was like looking at her and then shot. No ricochet or nothing like right. that. Weird, Damn, strange. Weird. But yeah. He had the nerve to make up that bullshit story. Come on now. I thought an intruder was in the... How did an intruder get a key to your hotel room? And needed to pee? (laughs) Why were they in the bathroom? It was in there washing their hands and like (laughs) fucking moisturizing and shit. Right. The morning of Valentine's Day. What is there in your bathroom to steal? Hmm. If the intruder came in there, they would steal you. I mean, they would steal something, or they coming in there to kill you. Like, right. right, that makes no they sense. They probably would have kill, killed you while you were asleep or whatever. Because from my understanding, he's saying that he was asleep, woke mm-hmm. up to this noise, and then the, he thought it was an intruder. It it don't add up. Right. Mm-hmm. Once again, the math is not mathing. No. Okay, so um, he faced a charge of premeditated murder that would result, result in a mandatory life sentence in the event of a guilty verdict. So the proceedings were adjour- adjourned until June 30th of that year, basically to give time for Oscar to undergo a psychiatric evaluation to establish whether he could be held criminally responsible, like if he was in his right mind or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quickly determined that he was. <laughs> he could be held criminally responsible. If he could sign up for acting classes before court. Right. <laughs> right. Very much so. Um, so the trial resumed on June 30th, 2014, so the next year. So even though Oscar's once public saintly image had started to be like overshadowed by these accounts of him being violent and controlling it seemed like the court was kind of sympathetic to him and they didn't give him the worst possible punishment and judge masipa who was the judge over the case um basically like 
scolded him for his negligence with a firearm. And on September 12th, 2014, they ultimately found him guilty of culpable homicide, which is equivalent to manslaughter. Wow. And one firearm-related charge of reckless endangerment, which had nothing to do with this. It was about he was found with a gun at a restaurant, <laughs> like, before. Wow. So on October 24, 21st, 2014, he was sentenced to a maximum of five years for culpable homicide in a concurrent three-year su- suspended prison sentence for the reckless endangerment with a gun. Wow. Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I feel like the judge was, like, batting her eyes at him and, like, winking and, like, you know, pushing her ass out a little bit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no. Five years? Five. Five? That's a joke. Just like, come see me when you walk in. Right. <laughs> I know you didn't mean it. <laughs> so, he shoot, she, so he can shoot you, too? Like, what's going exactly. On? Not what you gonna do with you next, hoe. Like, I can't. Y'all be giving The way judges do not take women's safety seriously. At all. Really just fuck it all. <sighs> it does this very well. What is culpable? Let me look that up. I, culpable. I know culpable means like it's your fault. Like it's it's pretty much coming. Like we're acknowledging that you did it but like you didn't mean, mean to. Yeah. yeah. Basically she believes his story. Yeah. Is what it's saying. So in June of twenty fifteen Oscar Pistorius was recommended for early release. Oh, I'm so, so surprised. So apparently under South African law, he's eligible for what they call correctional supervision. Or I'm sorry. They were, he was eligible for release under correctional supervision, supervision if he serves like one-sixth of his sentence. One-sixth? <laughs> one-sixth? So if they act okay and they don't make any noise in jail. One-sixth? Yeah. What? What could he possibly Who came do up with this number? <laughs> one six, one six. You don't. You barely know the nigga. He just got here. <laughs> one even, six. If, even if he got <laughs> sentenced to thirty years, that would mean that he would serve five, five years. years. It's a fucking literally job. one six is nothing. It's an like, actual law. You just set up your bunk. Like, <laughs> exactly. You would have had time to go to games. <laughs> You're ready to go. I ain't gonna make noise. You haven't finished one book. Good behavior is easy. You ain't got no friends. You don't even have no little commissary job or no. nothing. Like, you, don't. you haven't played one card game. Nothing. You still on your first Monopoly game. Toilet wine. One six. I mean, I genuinely, I know we're kidding, but you genuinely don't have time to get in trouble that quickly. No, you don't. Especially no, you don't. when he was sentenced to, what, he was sentenced to five years. Five years. Yeah. So divided by, that's less than a year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, to get into some good, good prison trouble, you got to have some connections to yeah, some shit. Exactly. So let's no. just go in swinging. A foundation. <laughs> he ain't even been to the yard yet. Right. <laughs> Chill. So after serving one-sixth of his prison term, he was released to house arrest on August 21st, 2015. He was sentenced October 21st, 2014, and he was out August 21st, 2015. He was shooting his girlfriend that he got in a fight with. He was released on good behavior. And a witness heard them fighting. And I guess that just don't mean shit. Why y'all interviewing people if that's what the fuck y'all gonna give him some type of pu- some type of punishment for? Like y'all, because that judge was, was sweet on him. It had to be. <laughs> I feel like a grandma saying that. <laughs> I'll be saying this shit. I'm still I'm, I'm saying it. Uh, because no, while we heard them fighting, but he thought there was an intruder in the building. The intruder and and the bitch he was fighting with. They both in the bathroom. <laughs> That don't make no sense. That don't make no fucking sense. He's white. He's rich. He's famous. 
I don't know. Sometimes I be thinking like, in my next life, I want to be white, and this oh, is one. No, this is I don't. I don't. And he's I don't a white. He's that. a white African, South African. That, that's real. Which is a whole other thing. Yeah. yeah, they still like the elite over there, mm-hmm. even though it's like less than a million of them there, no. and they getting land taken. Uh-huh. <sighs> still don't want to be white next lifetime. You know, I don't. No, I, I'd, ra- I'd rather be a bug. It's just the fact that like literally nothing fun is not informed by most likely black culture, but at least cultural color. What type of life is that? Color. <laughs> the only time I can have like a good time or good food or whatever is when I'm either appropriating or participating in someone else's culture. Yeah. That's lame. <laughs> that is the most lamest existence <laughs> I've ever heard. That would be white. That is very far. true. That is very fucking true. Yeah. I just want that white privilege, man. That shit just look too good. I feel like I could visit it. Like, like if I could be like... A passing? No, not passing. I'm saying like, fuck no. If I could like snap my fingers and like have a little white privilege for a day. Like yeah. Lovecraft Country? You're trying to be yes. like, I didn't watch that. I don't want to shape shit, but I definitely want to. That shit was painful. But I definitely want to like camouflage like on some Harry Potter shit. <laughs> and I just like instantly look like Natalie Portman or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Go to the store. Go to the invisibility. Natalie Portman is like the quintessential white. It's Scarlett Johansson. Oh, Paltrow. I think I would want to be a spicy white if I had to be white. For sure. I would definitely want to be like a, a Megan Fox or mm-hmm. something. I had to be like Hell a kid yeah. making sale or something like that. Something dark white. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, dark definitely... hair and blue eyes. Oh. Blue making everything. They do. Yeah. Well, you, I didn't tell you that I finished. Is this the time? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you after this. Um, so he had been released on good behavior and the fact that they thought that he wasn't a danger to the community anymore. It'd been two days. I don't know how they could come to that conclusion. (laughs) So on December 3rd, 2015, the top appeals court in South Africa unanimously overturned Oscar's culpable homicide conviction. Are you serious? And they ruled that Oscar was guilty of first degree murder of Steen Camp. Oh. Oh. That's not what I expected. (laughs) So they believe that there was a misinterpretation of laws combined with a dismissal of circumstantial evidence. The neighbor's testimony and they believe that that combination caused prosecutors to offer the lesser charge of culpable homicide they found that the lower court did not properly properly apply the rule of quote dollis eventualis a south african legal concept that hinges upon whether the accused foresaw the possibility of death as a potential outcome of their actions mm-hmm. So on the charge of first degree murder, Judge Eric Leach said, quote, I have no doubt that in firing the fatal shots, the accused must have foreseen and therefore did foresee that whoever was behind the toilet door must die, but reconciled himself to that event occurring and gambled with that person's life. The identity of the victim is irrelevant to his guilt. Period. (laughs) Well, never mind. I mean, that white privilege is still real, but... I wasn't expecting that. Yeah, yeah, me either. Yeah. So the culpable homicide verdict was replaced with a murder conviction, and it was referred back to the trial court for sentencing. So they had to give it back to the original court and judge and everything. So he continued to remain free on bail, but he was under house arrest until his murder trial. On July 6, 2016, Judge Masipa, his... 
Girlfriend. Biggest fan. Yeah. Sentenced Pistorius to six years imprisonment of murder. Are you fucking kidding for me? Mur- for murder. Rather than the five he had for culpable homicide. Y'all did all that for one more fucking year? I'm telling you, she's sweet on him. And it was anticipated that he would be eligible for parole. Eligible for police. Jesus. Eligible for release on parole after serving three years of his sentence. Maybe the put her in there with him. Because you want to be up under him so bad. Exactly, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I guess. Not six years. If I was a family member of the model, the one who was murdered, I would be, oof. Because you could probably have to pull up. I would definitely have to pull up. And I would dox the fuck out of that judge Mm -hmm. until I could get my hands on her personally. Mm -hmm. Like, you playing with me. You playing in my face. Mm -hmm. It's a joke, truly. And it's it's interesting to me because it was a higher court that decided this lower court made the bad the wrong decision and they gave it back to the lower court so and then the lower court was like up. yeah fuck you I'm only tack on one year wow so on July twenty first twenty sixteen the National Prosecuting Authority confirmed that they would appeal the quote shockingly lenient six year jail sentence so they appealed the small sentence again and in november of 2016 oscar was transferred but it's like you think you're going in for like first degree murder yeah and then you don't get it you're like Phew. And then they're like, actually, you are going in for first degree murder. And you're like, fuck. And then you're like, six years? So, phew. Right. Whole time you're at home chilling with a house a house arrest bracelet on. But, All right. I guess. And you know his house big as hell. Yeah. He probably got everything he needed in there. Right. So, in November 2016, Oscar was transferred to a prison more suited for disabled prisoners. Um, it had better facilities for inmates, including bathtubs and cells. And this brought up something that I had never thought about in my entire life how um, inaccessible prisons are to people with disabilities. Yeah, I never thought about that either. I never thought about it either. That's wild. It's so wild. I mean, prisons shouldn't exist, but... And, right, right, right. We don't want... should at least be... It, it's kind of like the conversation, I think you were talking about it a little while, like how prisons in different countries like have different standards. Mm-hmm. And like how some of them are really nice, and like you get to go home and shit, or they got nice mattresses. Right. Like, you get to watch like TV in your room and shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I never thought about that. Now I'm picturing it because, like, but the U.S. prisons, I don't know. But then also I'm thinking, like, how what what does the crime rate look like between able-bodied and disabled people, especially when it comes to violent crime? Like, what capacity does does a person with a mo- especially like mobility issues? Like, because we know about yeah. like mental and mood disorders, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but like physical mobility. I think that would be interesting to research. Yeah, I would really love to see it. the statistics. Specifically mm-hmm. for black men is what I'm thinking about. Because I bet there are more disabled black men in prison than any other population of disabled folks. Well, remember, mm-hmm. I forget which one of y'all did the story about. I think it was you, L.A. Wad. The um, person, was he blind? Oh, uh, Donald Lang, I think. Uh, yeah. Was, but was he, he was mute. And he mute, was, yeah. Uh, well, I won't say nonverbal. I don't know if people still say mute, but I'll say nonverbal. Mm-hmm. And, and he was I can't deaf. Remember if he, deaf? Okay. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was and deaf. They, and then his coworkers taught him how to like sign mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And he was able to do it. Yeah. But yeah, that's so interesting. That I don't know. Yeah. Like, do they, they assist you in bathing yourself if you... I mean, I'm just... I don't know. 
I kind of assumed that he was able to do it himself. No, I mean, like in U.S. prisons, I just imagine. You know what they probably do? They probably put the niggas in the infirmary. Yeah. Yeah. You're, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. yeah. Or they put them in like a psych ward or something like that. Or like a mental hospital. Like mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. I'm going to look that up. That's an that's a interesting update we can do next week. Yeah. yeah. So he had been transferred to this um, prison that had bathtubs and cells. Um, so he was able to bathe himself. And on September 19, 2017, the SCA heard the state's arguments appealing to extend Oscar's sentence. And on November 24th, 2017, shortly after Lifetime aired its original movie, Oscar Pistorius, Blade Runner Killer. Oh, we got to watch it. Hell yeah. They increased his jail sentence to 13 years and five months. Oh, wow. I know he was hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, first you got a movie on Lifetime calling you Blade Runner Killer. Right. <laughs> and now oh, your sentence is playing him. <laughs> so prosecutors had argued that the six year term was way too short and that's why he got the thirteen in five months. So Oscar filed papers with the Constitutional Court on December nineteenth, twenty seventeen, appealing the increased sentence and he asked for the previous six year sentence to be reinstated. What the fuck he did? They said no. <laughs> I'll take the last one y'all had, I'm sorry. <laughs> right, right. They've gone back and forth too much, they're tired. And Oscar Pistorius will not be eligible for parole until at least 2023, which is around the corner. Oh, so next tomorrow. Year. Right. Um, and so that would have only been 2017 to that would have only been he um, completed six years of his sentence uh, by the time 2023 comes up. So he's still running. Right. Um, the Steenkamp Foundation was founded by Reva Steenkamp's mother to help prevent cases similar to this in the future. Wow. Yeah. Yep. That's so sad. And that is the story of Oscar Pistorius, Blade Runner. Oh. <laughs> but she did not do it. <laughs> I think also just because, story. one, I live in America, two, I'm black. The way that others, you know, um, black cards. Everyone does like watermelon, y'all. And I'm like black eyed peas, and I say do the right thing. But we went skating. But but I'm learning how to rubber skate. Okay, and I know how to make collard greens from scratch. Period. I still ain't had none, but. I'm going to make some this week, I promise. I'm going to buy the groceries. Mm. And I'm going to just come. <laughs> <laughs> and watch uh, Oscar Pistorius, Blade Runner Killer of yep. Lifetime. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'll say, like, I think because being Black American, I think I'm jaded when it comes to, like, the prison system. Obviously, like you said, like, prisons shouldn't exist at all. But watching other countries get sentenced, like, even, so this 13 years seems so, like, long to him, but, like, 13 years for murder in the U.S. is like, you got off scot-free. It's nothing right, right. yeah. Because they owe mandatory 35 life and death penalty. And it's never like after one-sixth or three years, you you can probably get out. It's never that. After six years? That is a joke. After after six months. Right. That is a fucking joke. A sixth of your sentence. (laughs) Very wild. Also, like, circling back to the um, disabled folks in prisons... I mean, a large part of the population becomes disabled in some capacity when they become old. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, I think about, like, I wonder what it's like for elderly folks. I, I guess I'm realizing there's a whole lot I don't know about the prison system yeah. in general. Yeah, this brought up a lot for me. Yeah, I think that would be a good topic to research mm-hmm. and talk about at some point on here. Because I think that's so 
I mean, it's it's so obvious that that's like a big thing, but that's just not in my on my yeah. radar at all. I feel like a lot of things that happen behind prison wall, prison walls are out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. we just we don't have to think about it. So yeah, right. unless we have loved ones in prison, like spe- like experiencing those things firsthand. So right. Yeah, I got a family member that's locked up, and like it makes me so mad when people talk about prisons online because like they obviously have no clue what's going on. Like mm-hmm. there's people in there who like they be having like they don't get dental care, so like people mm-hmm. will have abscesses in their teeth, cavities, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They, they, they just send them with ibuprofen. Like some of the worst kind of pain. It's the worst pain, and it can like kill you Mm -hmm. very quickly if that shit gets in your bloodstream. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and they were stacked. Um, so like during COVID, like a lot of the prisoners were getting sick because they were just stacking prisoners on top of each other. Basically, like niggas were sleeping in showers, Mm -hmm. you know, shit like that. They didn't have no type of protocol to protect them, and then they had the nerve to try and like vaccinate them. So it's just like, if they can't trust you to provide them dental care and mm-hmm. food, right. why the fuck would they take a shot in the arm for you? Right. When we literally have the history of the Tuskegee experiment like right, right. around the corner. I'm not saying I agree with it because I was one of the main people being like, they didn't give them anything, they just refrained from curing them. But that's like a whole other story. Yeah. Point being, like, they can't trust you, so like, why the fuck would they even... Yeah, I'm hella pro-vax, and I don't think I would have taken a vaccine if I was in prison. No, yeah. I wouldn't like, trust anything. Yeah. yeah, I'm not letting y'all give me shit. No. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, thank you for that recommendation to dig deeper into this story. It was very interesting. Yeah. The crime, the actual crime part of it was small, but what came before and after was mm-hmm. very interesting. So thank you for that. And you're gonna watch this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely down for that. Um, before we go, what I was gonna say, I finished My Sister the Serial Killer. <gasps> it was so good. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> no, no spoilers. I don't wanna read it. I don't wanna read it. Okay. And it's so it's so easy to read. It is just such today. an easy read. I love the chapters are like two pages, three pages. Like okay. I love that. I was just mm-hmm. yeah. I'm gonna physical copy of the book. I'm gonna look on the I can I can let you borrow mine. Oh yeah, yeah. bet. If you don't go to the library, friend. I do need to go to the library. <laughs> I'm, I'm tripping. I was gonna say East Point Library is literally down the street. I could walk there. You just put it on hold. It was on hold Why for me after a day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll be back. Should this be a crime? <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> Should this be wait? You do Should this be a crime? Oh, no, no, no. okay. <laughs> yeah, we gonna work on it. <laughs> right? It's a work in progress. Okay. I should just sing it all the time for no reason. <laughs> Can't tell you a singer. <laughs> um. So yeah, should this be a crime? Uh, you want to get backstory, Ella? Um, yeah, I guess. I, I mean, I only know... We both do I'm it. just messy, so I just mean... So we both listen... Well, all three of us listen to the read, but Aaron be behind. Damn! <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I heard about this Kinda story. Hurts me. I know. I thought she'd be caught up. <laughs> so, so all gossip. I saw it the day it happened. So I get oh, on I Twitter, and in trending, it says, the queen is dead. And I'm like, oh, shit. Queen Elizabeth is dead. Oh, my fucking God. Everybody finna nut up. Fuck that colonizer. I don't give a fuck. You know what I mean? Like... <laughs> All these different reactions, and I'm look. I'm trying to figure out like, where is this source? Because normally it'll be in the big picture. It'll say like BBC News. Yeah. It'll say like World Al Jazeera. Right. Google will we'll change a little font or whatever. Right. You know, and they'll have like a little a little dancing <laughs> queen, queen or something. Right. Who knows? I don't know. Dancing you know what I mean? Let me do a little, little shit, little characters. They put a lot on the side. Like for, for the kingdom or whatever the fuck. But, <laughs> but 
I'm noticing that like crumpets. <laughs> okay, now we joining the British. <laughs> right, he went left real quick. We, we're not talking about the edit blacks. We're not talking about y'all. I am. <laughs> the big blacks. <laughs> but no, um, yeah, it says the queen is dead, and then I'm looking, but I don't see no like official stories about it. I keep saying that Jason Lee, Jason Lee. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who the fuck is Jason Lee? Is that Jason her Lee assistant? is the person that Beyonce. Completely stiff armed. Yeah. At the Rock Nation brunch. I, like, ne- I do never heard of it. <laughs> I want no parts of this shit. Oh How did you even get in here, bitch? One of my favorite videos of life. We gotta watch it. Oh my fucking god, listen. I just it, not saying that I'm ever gonna be in the spotlight like that, but if Beyonce Heisman me, <laughs> I would immediately like revoke all fame. I you don't know me. I'm moving. I don't to deserve fucking, to be alive anymore. That's what, no. like it's just it's Beyonce just, said. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing as fuck. She like, literally like looked everywhere but where he was. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. he was here, and she was like, "She's everywhere the biggest else." Star in no, yeah, she's the biggest star in the world. She stiff armed you. Yeah, that is so embarrassing. Yeah, that's beyond embarrassing. I don't exist anymore. I'm changing my name. I'm getting plastic surgery. All that shit. Like I'm embarrassed. I'm fucking embarrassed. <laughs> when I tell you I'm this parish, I'm just lay down and die. You know, the the adventures yeah. when they turned to <laughs> dust. Yeah, me exactly. <laughs> what is this pile of dust right here? I think it's somebody, somebody named like somebody goes through the shit. Beyonce steps over it. Oh no! Stop! And then the wind just makes me go. But it sparkles because Beyonce walked by. <laughs> but yeah, no. <laughs> oh my god, my head hurt, y'all. I can't do this no more. I can't do this. <laughs> so the nigga that Beyonce stiff arms runs a, a blog, a gossip blog, called Hollywood Unlocked, <laughs> which is very similar to The Shade Room, if you're not familiar. Oh and God. yeah, and yeah, no. So I just keep seeing Hollywood Unlocked. And I'm like, who the fuck is Hollywood Unlocked? I've never read this blog a oh, day in my I used life. To follow it. I mean, it's I'm, I love mess, so mm-hmm. I feel it. And I wish I had already known about it. That way, I could have been like subscribed, and you know, like it could have popped up on my is timeline. It, is it giving like Perez Hilton? Yeah. It's giving or like Nicole Bitchy? I don't know Nicole Bitchy, but it's definitely giving the Shade Room gay. Okay, okay. But I stopped following them because they kept. I think there was a point in time where they kept posting Zaya Wade and I feel like they were just mm. opening her up for like vitriol and like I, they were just being funny like I felt like they were being mm. funny when it was like a hot topic they just kept posting her like there's no reason to post this child mm-hmm. like, she's a child leave her the fuck alone so I stopped following them for that yeah but yeah I don't know what they've been up to recently yeah this is my first time ever hearing of this person Hollywood unlocked all this shit but I immediately followed them just so I could get updates on them getting sued yeah. because <laughs> I was like the queen, like of Britain. They finna, they finna put a hit out on this nigga. Like right. they finna come get you. Like and so yeah, he just kept doubling down, saying like, "Oh, I don't post lies. Never have. Never been wrong. We're waiting on us. We're waiting on a statement from the royal kingdom." And I'm like, the they don't call themselves the royal kingdom. At best, I've seen them called like the palace or something like that. And they mm-hmm. don't know who the fuck Hollywood Unlocked is. They don't know. They don't know who the fuck Jason Lee is. Bitch, you was lucky Beyonce knew who the fuck Jason Lee was enough to enough to ignore your ass. Right. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it says the queen is dead and, and the hit so apparently the source was like the queen was supposed to this doesn't this sounds very out of character for her. I don't keep up with nothing this bitch do, but like it sounds very out of character for her to attend the party of uh, like the executive of Vogue. 
or something mm-hmm. and he was supposed to have like a birthday party or something and she was supposed to be there mm-hmm. and then she did it show and then like i guess like the people who was working the event kind of like spilled it that she was like that she had actually passed away or something something like that this is what jason lee is claiming yeah that's what jason lee is claiming so this is my thing like okay do i believe that the queen is alive no do oh. do i be- do i believe jason lee got the scoop on this fuck no like you know what i mean like i already had that in the back of my mind already i don't have no evidence i'm talking shit like i'm yeah this isn't any type of like philosophy or any type of political analysis coming i just it's just kind of weird to me how i've been thinking this back since like november october when they was like oh niggas been saying that she's going into a hibernation period and nobody's gonna see her until like i guess like and has no one seen her since then no no and then, like, she's going into, like, a different phase or something like that. And then, like, she'll she'll come back out in the spring or something like that. I just thought that was a very weird because the bitch don't have a job. Well, she was last publicly cited on Wednesday, February 16th when she hosted visitors at Windsor Camp uh, Castle. She is and 90 fucking five. She is old as shit. Um, and then four days later, she was, um, she tested positive for COVID-19. So... Because of her diagnosis, it, they said that she's not going to do any more things in person. Like, she's not taking visitors. She's not going to things. Anything like that. Here's my thing with Jason Lee and this suit. Because the thing is, it is very well, like, I mean, she's, like you said, almost 100 years old. She got COVID now. The yeah. odds aren't great, just in general, for anyone. But, again, you, you're Jason Lee from Hollywood Unlocked. I know you think you have a, a tight source. But, like they said on the read... By the time you hang up the phone, clearly this is going to be every fucking where. Like, mm-hmm. how did you think you was the first nigga to press send on Instagram? You exactly. thought you were the first part. Like, come mm-hmm. on now. If Do I didn't you- see no one else reporting on this, I'd be like, wait, some, some not added up. Exactly. And then for a whole fucking 24-hour day to go by and you're and still, still digging your yeah. heels in, like, oh, I'm not sorry. I'm right. I've never been wrong. You so, obviously have been wrong sir. before. <laughs> Because Beyonce stiff armed you. <laughs> and going on uh, your theory, LOL, I mean, it kind of does make sense. Like, if she had passed away, and when the queen passes away, a lot of shit goes down. Uh-huh, so maybe they're right. just not ready for that. Yeah. yeah. And this, I mean, COVID is kind of like a good way out. I feel mm-hmm. like that's kind of sad to say. Yeah. yeah. But if the queen gets COVID, it kind of makes sense that she would pass away. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jason Lee. So he finally went back and apologized. This was a day ago. Um, and they posted on, um, Instagram. Although I've never been wrong when breaking a story because this involves the the queen. This is one time I would want to be. And based on Wednesday's report from the palace, I can say my sources got this wrong. And I sincerely apologize to the queen and the royal family. And then they posted a little fact check. Ten reasons why they believed that the queen was dead. Okay. And then, this was three hours ago, bitch. So, today, we're recording this on, what's today's date? The 26th. The 26th. So, Saturday the 26th. Y'all will hear this on Monday. Um, They posted another post three hours ago. Queen Elizabeth notably silent during war and health status not being shared. So, I feel like they're still egging it on. Like, y'all need to walk away from this entire subject. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Don't don't speak the queen's name again. Yeah. But now they're, like, trying to drum up more speculation that... I feel like they're just trying to prove that they were right. Right. I feel like that's all they want at this point. But without trying to say that they were right. Like, oh, I'm wrong. I recanted. Y'all can't sue me. Whatever. Right. But I'm still right. Right. 
And my thing is, okay, so two things. Even even if I knew for a fact that I was right, I still wouldn't be the first one to break it because she's the most powerful white woman in the fucking world. And no. you are a black queer man from the States. She will is eat he you the fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, is he black? He's he look, black. He looks okay. black from the thumbnail. Yeah, he's black. I was supposed to say, ooh. He might be, he might be mixed with something. But I was supposed to say, I hope he he's like But yeah, no. Um, yeah, you're a black queer man from the States. She, she will eat you the fuck alive. Do you not know what the fuck, how much money right. they have? Right. They have all the money. Like, that's where, that's where they make money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, and you trying this bitch? Like, um, why right. did you do that? That's where they print money. <laughs> yeah, like, they, they have like, what, a hundred and something countries under their commonwealth? Like, for a reason. Colonizers will literally eat you the fuck alive. Yeah. And you're taking that shit so lightly. Like, it's just, I don't understand that at all. And then I forgot what my second point was, but it was funny. I'm scrolling <laughs> through his images on Google and each image looks like a different person. Yeah. His weight fluctuates a lot and I feel like he's trying to keep up with style. A different person each oh, one. Yeah, it does. He does it different. That is so wild. Because niggas used to drag him. I mean, for a lot of reasons. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, also, I think I really wish we could change the culture around what a breaking news story is and like how we hold people's deaths and you know i ain't got no sympathy for the queen like it's a literal imperialist like that yeah, whole regime obviously. is fucked up but like it reminds me of what happened when kobe died and mm. like when michael jackson died and niggas was just falling over themselves to be the first person to report that shit and it's just like y'all are weird yeah like, like people are hearing about their family members dying from the fucking and that's always my hollywood like, that's unlocked. so fucked up that's horrible like and you just so gung-ho, so excited. And it was a... I think it was B. Scott who, like, reported on Regina um, King's son dying, mm-hmm. like, way before anybody else was talking about it. And it's like, even though they were right, like, they're still trash. Like, yeah. why would you do that? Like, they're still grieving. They're trying to wrap their minds around what's going on. And again, ain't got no sympathy for the queen. She probably is dead, and, like, it is what it is. But, like... They want that traffic money. Niggas need to calm down with that shit. Mm-hmm. It's, I don't know. There's got to like be it. a line between, like you wanting to like you said have the traffic money and just like basic respect yeah Mm -hmm. and especially for somebody who has as much power as the queen like you're kind of putting yourself in a really shitty situation and i have no sympathy for that yeah it kind of i mean it's that same like capitalist culture of like how much money are paparazzi and how much money are these blogs actually getting Mm -hmm. from like advertisement and sponsorship or whatever the fuck and for them to be that thirsty over these stories. Yeah. I'm shocked the website hasn't been pulled down. Like, isn't yeah, that something the they could do? I don't know. I don't know how serious that quote-unquote crime is, like, falsely um, claiming the queen is dead. Because, I mean, I don't know. How would you prosecute that? Like, they said, like, they're not even a real news source. It's a blog. Yeah. Um, it, wouldn't it be like defamation or something? Like, I was thinking that, but does that really fall under defamation? Yeah, I don't know. Because they're not saying anything about the queen's character or her business deals or goings on. They're just saying she did. That reminds me of my other second point, but it's not going to be as funny because I forgot the punchline. So, <laughs> if you look at like how this entire thing has gone down with like all the bullshit that has gone down since 2020, like, or really even since 2016, like, a fake billionaire made it to the presidency. Um, niggas was making jokes about possibly getting into World War Three in North Korea or whatever, Australia burning down. Like when you look at like the bingo cards of like the entire like last three years. The last three years. 
there's like a one percent chance that this this could be real. Like maybe I don't know somebody who's like a worker or somebody who's like a you know hospitality or domestic worker inside mm-hmm. the you know uh, palace or whatever knows. And you know one of the Enid Blacks called Jason Lee and was like that bitch is dead. Listen, and, you know <laughs> I mean like he tried to have the fake like he had like a source from another place, but it's really like the maid or some shit like that. Who knows? A lot of things that have have happened, but like. You can't be the only source and be taken seriously. Yeah. Like, you want Hollywood and lots. Like, even yeah, the exactly. name of it don't command no presence. Like, yeah. you, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm so sorry. I, it would really suck if he is a thousand percent telling the truth. And it could, it would not be the craziest thing that has happened. But still, like, what, did the, what the fuck did you think you were doing? Like, exactly. Yeah, no. No one's going to believe he's been involved in media long enough that he would know this wouldn't go over well. Exactly. Like, did he think he was going to post it and then, like, three minutes later, the Times and, like, Washington Post and fucking whatever's over in Great Britain would post it? What was the, like, what was the best case scenario for you? Oh, they want to, they want to get the scoop from you. They want to do an exclusive interview. Can you put us in touch with your story? He wanted to uh, get to have lunch with Beyonce. Please. (laughs) Redeem himself. And get stiff armed again. <laughs> no. Um, yeah. But yeah, no. That, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely don't think he should have. Because, so on the read, they were talking about how, like, a lot of these news sources already have these articles written up, like the rough draft. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that way they can tweak it and go ahead and put it out as soon as it happens or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. And so they were saying that, like, oh, yeah, this could, that could, that could have probably happened. So maybe somebody accidentally pressed press send or something like that. Mm hmm. I mean, which, to which you could have just taken it down, like right. But like doubling down and just saying like, "Oh yeah, my source, my source, my source." It's just like, right. yeah, you had to have known that nobody was gonna back you up. But niggas are messy, and Twitter is a fucking mess. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, if it was up for an hour and I didn't see it being posted nowhere else, I would have took that shit down. Yeah, like, but yeah. you know, I mean, people are saying the name Hollywood Unlocked that hadn't even heard of the blog True. before. So you are right there. Is it still up? The, I think it is, right? The original post? Yeah. I'm not sure. Let me look. And just Jason Lee's history, he's not, like, against bad publicity. Mm. True. You you are right about that. <laughs> that as well. So maybe he did think this through. Yeah, He was I like, guess. it could go one way or the other. Either way. One of those situations where the bad press isn't bad press. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised they haven't tried to sue him yet. Or, like, we're not hearing about any sort of, like, lawsuit. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm shocked the website didn't get taken down or something. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Maybe his lawyers were, like... They want to sue, but you have to put out this statement. Maybe they're too busy planning the queen's funeral. <laughs> right? Maybe she is dead. Like, damn, how does nigga know? She probably is, y'all. Yeah. I don't know. They've been this is all alleged. Past, like five years. Yeah, this is all alleged. All Please alleged. Don't get us shut down, Queen Elizabeth, folks. If y'all are listening, <laughs> please. I and I want to know who these people at the Windsor Palace. I want to know who they are, and you know if they really saw her or whatever. Because it's not far-fetched that she would pass away. She's 95. Right. When you turn 80, people say ripe old age of 80. Right. So 15 years after that, bitch, you are on borrowed time. <laughs> and let's not even talk about, like, if she was, like, 9900, like how Betty White was when she passed away. Aww, so oh, Betty White. Yeah, Stop. Okay, so the post is still a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, they, they have a little blur over the post and it says false information <laughs> wait it. take a screenshot of that I'm gonna put it on the Instagram <laughs> I'm sick oh my god 
this is yeah, nice. yeah. For me, this is a crime. Yeah. Like, chill out. I but, say it's a crime. I mean, like you said, he's getting his money, his dollars off of it. So yeah, I'm gonna have to give it a citation, definitely, <laughs> because you out of pocket. She could, she she could very well. We should come dead. up with like a scale. For like sure. levels of mm-hmm. our quote unquote crimes. Yeah, we definitely should. Um, y'all message us on Instagram with what should be on our scale. <laughs> <laughs> no pretend should just be jail. <laughs> jail, citation. The gulag. Right. Hard labor. <laughs> Hard labor. Ever. The lowest one will just be you wilding. Yeah. <laughs> Tickets. <laughs> or we don't know about you yet. And that's the pregnant fake pregnancy oh, yeah. oh, oh. I can't wait to hear more about that bitch right. <laughs> I need to keep a little spreadsheet of all the things I gotta update y'all on yeah. I'm like who is this is this the the queen that's gotta be from 20 years ago I'm like that don't look like her at all that picture is old as hell that picture is old as fuck she's been old our whole lives y'all that's wild she has Damn. but yeah that's uh should this be a crime yeah, yeah let us know if you think it should be a crime yeah please all right, well, I forget how we end these things. <laughs> Follow us on our social media. Y'all know what it is. Yes. Hi, the Killing Podcast. Yes. Um, join our Facebook group. Recommend us to friends. Please. Yeah. Quaniana. Yes. Yeah, send us a donation or something. And uh, tell us some cases y'all want to hear, because those are the ones that we would probably never come across. And mm-hmm. Most definitely. They're some of the most interesting ones we talk about. So. Yeah, definitely. Bye. Bye. Bye, y'all.